Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, and life in a northern town. Feel free to leave comments on the show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com and let's keep the conversation going online. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. It is a glorious morning here on the 45th parallel in Northern Michigan, and I, my name is Vicki, and I'd like to welcome you back to the podcast. If you're a new listener, thanks for stopping in. We have had a blistering heat wave. I mean, 90s to 100, it feels like the, the deep south. I mean, humidity was high, hazy, foggy, a few rains here and there, but today, instead of waking up to 70 degrees or hotter it was down in the 50s so maybe this heat wave is coming to an end oh my goodness I got nothing done without much effort um I really am not built for (laughs) hot weather I am built for cold weather and it's the lack of sunshine that gets me most of the time um we've had plenty of sun here and my fair skin cannot take too much of it so in small doses i've been getting out and doing things but this week um it was an odd week with the fourth of july which is a national holiday and i get the time off of work in my job kind of split the week up so it felt like i've had two mondays and two fridays we didn't go watch fireworks anywhere because it was pouring down rain on the fourth of july And we are going to go visit our son and go back to watching car races this weekend because if the weather holds and everything goes well, they have all the cars that are nothing newer than World War II era cars that are souped up for racing. Then they're going to do fireworks. So it'll be lots and lots of fun and a nice way to break it up. So what did we do to celebrate the 4th? Well, it was 100 degrees out, high humidity, and... Then the clouds were rolling in and we decided that, you know, I poked around the yard a little bit, did a little bit of cleanup, was just wrecked from the heat. We went to the nearest IMAX movie theater, which is 70 miles away, and watched Jurassic World. Now, it is not a piece of high cinematography with a fabulous storyline that's going to win awards. However... It is a great piece of entertainment. I enjoyed it. I mean, it's Jurassic Park. I've watched it from the beginning and it was incredible amounts of fun. So this is the My Creative Corner edition where I talk mostly about quilting and creativity. So in the heat, I have found that, you know, working with quilts has been really hard. Um, I did finish a couple of of quilt on the long arm frame but it's up on the second story in my 100 year old house and even with central air conditioning it got really hot so I did a little bit at a time but summer I didn't realize was the time of um, quilt alongs for so many people so I joined two and one is going to start next month but the one I'm working on right now is the Moda Bake Shops Choose Your Own Adventure quilt along and it's uh really fun because they have it themed like summer camp and you get to make choices every time it's the best mystery because it is a medallion quilt and you choose do you want to go down path a or path b this week and it's been great so i 
chose the center as a big star and then the next round was announced this week and now I'm waiting to see what kind of cornerstones because it's a medallion remember you do a center and you do rounds so I am working on the path B which is this week um, little plus blocks that are about three and a half inches that's a really hard word to say so it's really fun I've dug through my fabric earlier in the spring and did a um, Facebook live and was talking about how to choose a fabric palette and what goes in a collection that you pull. So I'm doing mine um, very scrappy and it's pinks and grays and burgundies and it has a little bit of purples in it too. So far, you no, know, as I get going and I run out of fabric, I'm going to throw the kitchen sink into this thing. And uh, the main focus fabric happened to be a scrap bag that I bought last year, and it is French General. And you may think of me as more of a modern solid girl, but deep in my heart, I do love a good print. And French General really speaks to me. So this is uh, lots of pinks, grays, burgundies, and purples. So, you know, purple is a good color for me. I think I'm going to keep adding that. And I have a little bit of um, leftover white that will be the background. It's a lot of fun. It's not too late to join in. It's free. Go to Moda Bake Shop and you'll see the posts. And I have been finding people on social media, both on Instagram and in Facebook. You know, it's really been fun. Um, the other thing I'm working on is July is the month that Michael Miller is coming out with a new fabric that is called uh, Sarah Jane's Peter Pan. Now I've been posting about that on Instagram and I'm doing a block a day-ish. I did a whole bunch of these blocks in, um, I wanna say March or April. And so I've been adding and adding and I stumbled upon a great surprise when I threw these things up on the design wall. You know, I never had a design wall for the longest time and I do now. And oh my gosh, when I took a photo of it, and this is a, a piece of advice that, or a tip, I guess you would say, um, that I didn't see this when I was first randomly making these economy blocks, which is what I chose to make with from the Sarah Jane Peter Pan fabric, which is due out in mid-July. Um, people can't order it yet. Yes, I did verify that I'm giving you good information. Sarah Jane Peter Pan. So when I did that, I realized that economy blocks, if you use dark tips in the last round, dark triangles in the last round with a lighter color in the round before because it's a diamond in a square type of a look, you see a star. And you know, I'm all about stars because I've never met a star I didn't like. Kind of like I've never met a color I didn't like, to be honest. But um, I, I'm gonna make, as far as this fabric will go, economy squares and um, I may sash it at the outside. We'll see what it looks like. I want to have this secondary star at 
the very center of this quilt. If I can make it rectangular, I will. And then the rest be kind of scattered so that it is really the focus of my favorite quote in Peter Pan, which is a second star to the right and straight on till morning. So if you like really fun fabrics that can be fussy cut, which I've been doing that for the center, um, I do have a free tutorial under free stuff on my blog for how to make an economy block and I show you the measurements and how to's for a 12 inch block. It's a very old and standard block. There's no secret sewing about this. It's a pretty um, public domain type of thing. So I am working on that and I'm loving it. Um, there are a couple of yardages that could work out as panels. Um, check out the hashtag Sarah Jane Peter Pan though on Instagram because some people who are very, very talented made little girls pinafores like Alice in Wonderland with this fabric with a beautiful border of London with Peter, Wendy, Michael, and John flying over it in the teddy bear. Oh, it's so cute. I have granddaughters, but they are probably too old for this. And I'll be honest, sewing garments is not my strength. So those are the th the three things I've been working on. Two quilt alongs. The, the second one we'll talk more about August when it kicks off and it's a slower pace. All for fun for me because I ran into a roadblock on my um, improv row by row. I still haven't picked that back up but I will. Doing something that's pre-thought out for you following a pattern, following a quilt along that has some um, design choices. That's what I love to do. Uh, we call this at work a uh, brain candy. It's somebody has done the heavy lifting. They've already done the math. They've already done all the design decisions. And this has been a summer where I'm seeking simplicity and not overtaxing my brain. I decided that in the spring. And little bad news here. It was a good thing I did. Um, one of my family members is quite ill and happens to live in the same town with me. And my husband has burned up a lot of his vacation time. And so I'm going to have to take her to a lot of appointments. And, you know, we're waiting for the treatment plan. The initial diagnosis was not good. And cancer sucks. That's all I can say. Um, but what are we going to do about it? If anything we can do about it, we don't know yet. And this is the worst part. It's the 7,000 tests that has to be done so that the doctors can make a treatment plan and the 100 appointments so that you can make an informed decision. So um, if you're the praying type, um, lift her up in, in prayers and we're going to march through it. Um, the thing about simplicity is it's given me the cushion to cope, the cushion to be creative and to not get myself all overwhelmed and anxious and at a loss of what to do. Um, you know, this isn't the first time we went through this with her and we kind of know a little bit about what may or may not happen. But what's very sad is um, she's not the only one. There are other people in our life who are all cropping up during this hot, hot weather with terrible diagnoses. You know how it is. Um, sometimes in life that it happens. Lots of people get sick. 
And we all um, are not immune to disease, illness, and our loved ones um, being sick. So if you are dealing with this in your family, my heart goes out to you. This is why I do volunteer um, for Quilt for Cure, because I want to make sure that children and family get a quilt, um, that physical hug, so to speak. Um, so if you know someone who has a child with cancer, um, it gives me purpose in making sometimes, and it's nice to find um, homes for quilts that we have already made. Um, quiltsforcure.org if you need more information. So enough of that sadness. Um, what else have I been doing? Seeking Simplicity. I finished up my shows on Netflix, um, Ice Fantasy. It was 62 episodes with magic and kingdoms and immortals in this whole world. Romance and intrigue and dragons. And it ended totally in the way that our culture would not end things. The movie was subtitled and was filmed in China and Thailand. And I had to keep reminding myself throughout the movie, which I found fascinating, that it was told in um, Eastern culture and it ended exactly the way um, so many of the stories I've read about Eastern culture. I am not very knowledgeable on it. So uh, we got to the end and I looked at my husband and I went, well, that was interesting. So, you know, if you want to invest 62 episodes in Ice Fantasy, I really enjoyed it. It was the brain candy I needed at the time. But, you know, endings are all uh, different in different cultures and different authors and screenwriters. So just so you know, um, it might be 62 episodes and then you get to the end and do exactly what I said. <laughs> well, that was interesting. So, um, Overall, it was a good, good thing to watch. So now I'm at a loss because I enjoy the structure of following a show in a series. And so many that I like are BBC and they have four. Um, Garden Rescue has finished on YouTube. So I'm not seeing any more of those. But the good news is Face Off on Sci-Fi has started. So that's my one show that I'm watching right now. It's a competition show where um, makeup artists and special effects artists are competing to win a big prize for the best um, the best way that they made the makeup for the challenge of the week. So that's uh, that's my current fun. And I rediscovered trading spaces. It doesn't um, seem to hold up as well in my brain as it did the first time around 10 years ago. And Changing Rooms, BBC, was my favorite, which is where we got trading spaces but it's still a fun show. They just force some of the drama and they have non-acting people doing some of the things that they're trying to script acting and tension in the show. And sometimes it just doesn't work. The, the results were good the last show I watched, but I didn't like the fake tension. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's enough of that show, you know, my critical. We also have been eating out a little bit and I've had some really fabulous food at some local restaurants and we had a new one. And I'm going to say that sometimes we have to remember that when we're advertising or spreading an image about ourselves, um, that people will come and check it out. Well, this restaurant is uh, reminded me of Seinfeld. Did you watch that in the nineties? And Kramer had an idea about building your own pizza. And this was supposed to be build your own pizza. You have it in just a few minutes. It's a specific piece of the way you want. And the picture in the paper made it look like there was a brick oven. I was expecting like a 
oven, brick oven fired pizza, like um, at some high end restaurant. And I knew the prices. It was $10 for like a six inch little pizza. They have a bar in there so you could get a beer. They also did pasta and that was $12 a plate. Now remember, I live in a tourist town. So downtown area is very expensive. I walk in there and it was like Subway. The restaurant it used to be was kind of high-end and gourmet, and I still had that in my head, and the vibe was still the same, but it was a, you went up to the counter, you ordered the toppings you wanted, kind of like Subway, you paid for it, and the brick oven looked like a brick oven, but it was not. It was an infrared block infrared oven and they flattened out a little tiny piece of dough to a flatbread and I thought for ten dollars and then three dollars for a drink and you had to bust your own table and I was heavily disappointed and felt like I needed to become a food critic because I was so mad we spent over thirty five dollars for a tiny bowl of pasta two soft drinks, and a basically a rotisserie microwave-style pizza. Mm, I was sad. Anyway, do you ever get that, you know, that your expectation wasn't met? I was expecting high-end. I was willing to pay for the price. And then when I got it, it was fast food quality. Now, if I had one in there knowing it was fast food pizza and I was going to get a good price, I'd be okay with it. You see, that's what happens to so many of us is that our expectations don't get met and then we get upset. And I expressed my opinion about this experience here on the podcast, but I'm not going to trash the name of the place and I'm hoping it's brand new and the owners get it uh, figured out and that they will change a few things as they get feedback from the community which I feel that this is a very, um, it was a nice way to spare the feelings of the people who run the place. But at the same time, um, I wanted to express my disappointment, right? So where is this conversation going is um, internet etiquette. You know, I didn't know that there's um, articles on the internet called netiquette. But over the last several years, I've noticed um increasing things that are upsetting to me that happen with people and their behavior on the internet. Now, when it was young, um, I kind of expected bad behavior when the internet was young. Blogging, people would make rude comments. People would make trolling kind of statements. Um, YouTube is notorious for people saying the most disgusting and heinous things to YouTubers, um, especially women. Um, in fact, I watched one yesterday. That's all she did was talk about how she handles trolls and the f physical violence and um, horrible things that they threaten her with. She's a beautiful girl. She is not um, overly um, dramatizing things or sexualizing things. She, Her name is, uh, actually, look her up, Survival Lily. She is from... Um, to say Sweden or Finland and she does survival things like how to build a tent on your own out of forest things and how to forest and you know using primitive tools and oh my gosh what people have said on her show yesterday was very upsetting but it also has led me to quilt alongs that are free you know there are several types of quilt alongs out there and people deviate from 
the norm, such as the Moda Bake Shop Quilt Along. They're trying a novel idea, which is the choose your own adventure, right? You do the medallion and then the rounds come out and then you can pick and choose. Um, there's a, a schedule of when these things are supposed to be posted. Pat Sloan does all kinds of quilt alongs and she does the uh, monthly posts on most of them. Um, I've done a couple of hers where once a month she posts a block. Occasionally like in the winter solstice or the splendid sampler they came out quicker. Um, she does several of them and there have always been in these free quilt alongs people who make the most uh, statements that I, I sit and go why why did you feel the need to say that or how can you be so self-focused that you don't see that maybe something happened you know so this has happened quite a bit recently and um I've had people firestorm me um, professionals at work with horrible emails in the last six months I've had people leaving me um you know, just all kinds of nasty text messages and phone messages. And part of it, it all boils down to this. So this is why I want to talk about with netiquette. Maybe it's because there's so many changes in the world, or maybe we have forgotten face-to-face -face etiquette because we don't do it as much, some of us. And maybe it's because we're sitting behind a device where we're anonymous and we don't, we don't take the time to, to see what we wrote. You know, the first thing that we have is a poster at work, and it's called THINK, T-H-I-N-K. In healthcare, it's very important that you think before you speak, and it's by the copy machine. We give this out to our um, patients and um, consumers, and THINK before you speak is a very, very simple concept that um, is an acronym. Kind of like K-I-S-S, -S, keep it simple, stupid, which is something from my childhood. Think is T. Is what you're saying true? Because, you know, there are things called uh, what I call spin doctors in both my everyday life. They're spinning a story to make themselves look good and they omit truth. They're not maybe lying. See, this is the thing I think about when I read this. It's not necessarily lying, but they're not giving you every piece of information that you need to know to make an informed decision about something or to formulate an opinion. So T, is it true? When you leave a comment, is it true? Or are you just basing it on a snippet of time and don't know the whole story so that what your comment or what you're entering in this conversation is that you don't know all the facts. So what you're saying isn't true. Is it helpful? Is what you're saying helpful? Will somebody else benefit from hearing it? What's the point of hitting enter on this comment? Is it helpful to other people? Um, sometimes we have to understand, is it helpful to post it publicly? Or is it more helpful to send a private message to the person doing a quilt along? For example, I did a quilt along earlier this spring. I tested it to the limit and I made a typo in one of my classes where I had face-to-face -face students. And it was very helpful. Someone said, Vicki, 
she pulled me over to the side and not publicly. She said, I think there's a mistake in your pattern. Sure enough, I had made a typographical error and we corrected it and I corrected it before the block went out to the quilt along for, I think I may have posted it for like a couple hours before I realized it. So is it helpful? Is it helpful to say something publicly? Is it helpful to say something privately? Many times if it's a negative thing, I try to start with a private thing because I don't think that starting um, a fire war in comments is helpful. I, is it inspiring? Remember, we're doing the acronym THINK, T-H-I-N-K. Is it inspiring? That's the whole point of why I do this podcast and blog and quilt and share. Is it inspiring? I hope so. But I also hope that what I say to other people is inspiring. N, is it necessary? This is one that I think about a lot. Is it necessary? Um, I think people, we have a tendency to want to jump on a conversation because we really are, um, it resonates with us. Like um, I did a certain type of a quilt and I posted it on a group and then everybody else was talking about the types of quilt that they did and it was similar and how they enjoyed it and what the difficulties are with working with this type of fabric but then there was somebody that came halfway through the conversation and said I already did one like this a year ago and I gave it away and I was working on several others so I beat you to it and I did more than one and then the conversation died and I was like was it really necessary to say it that way. We were all sharing about that type of quilt that we did. And it was so much fun. And it was hard because it had directional fabric. And we were chatting about that and how excited we were and the challenges. And then, boom, conversation killer. I removed the post because it was like it wasn't necessary. I removed the whole post. Is it kind? T-H-I-N-K. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it necessary? And is it kind? Kindness leads me to the conversation of, you know, we want to be kind and gentle with one another. Um, Being harsh and abrasive sometimes um, can come across if we are realizing that we're leaving comments that are not with the 90% of what we use to convey messages to people, which is the nonverbals. Um, nonverbals, what is the facial expression, the tone of voice? Is it kind? Is it kind? Is it kind? All sound differently. You can't see my face, but you heard my voice. And if you saw my face, the expression changed with every inflection of it and my hand gestures. We don't have that with comments. And sometimes I leave comments and sometimes I mean them to be a little bit funny and I put emojis. But when I reread it, I'm like, whoa, that could come off as super snarky. That is not appropriate for a comment and I'll delete it or I'll reread. Now I'm getting to a point where I reread things a hundred times because of autocorrect. I'm embarrassing me. My, um, trying to do things on a small screen too much on a mobile device. But, you know, is it kind? Is it something that's building up of this person? Is it something that is 
kind about everybody in the group. There's no reason to be that person who's the conversation killer or to come across as being hypercritical or point out, this is another one that drives me nuts about um, some comments and quilt alongs. I've seen people pick colors and people will say things about like, well, I wouldn't have picked those colors because they don't go together. Or I'm a matchy-matchy person. You must don't care about color theory. Or did you realize that um, your points clipped off in that block? Now, if someone assembles the block wrong and they don't think that they did it wrong, I might send them a private message and say, hey, that upper quadrant in your block is backwards. Did you know? Um, that's being kind, but I try not to point it out in a public forum because they're proud and they don't need to have it, the dream killed, you know? So I want to end with etiquette and technology. I went to Wikipedia and I thought it was very, very interesting because I've had a lot of people imposing um, some of their idea about etiquette and technology on me, which I was very uncomfortable with over the last few months. And also imposing some pretty um, unkind things. Not trolling, but just people saying things that just didn't come out as kind. Um, so let's remember, uh, you don't know what people are going through. I was at a restaurant with my husband over the 4th of July, actually. And he and I had just seen Jurassic World. Remember, it was so hot. We have just come off of spending 24 hours a day together for a week. I love this man. We've been married for 32 years. But... Um, there just comes a point sometimes, you know, we've talked a lot and we've just needed quiet. So we were sitting at the restaurant and he was teasing me about Jurassic World because it happens to have one of my favorite actors in it, Chris Pratt. And his comment was very funny. It was once Chris Pratt showed up in the movie, Vicky had no concept that there were dinosaurs in this movie. Now, okay, that's a little over the top. I did notice the dinosaurs. Thank you very much. And we were laughing about it. And so we were having a little chuckle on Facebook back and forth. And we were also talking to some of our friends who are going through rough times and comments and keeping up with family members. And we weren't on the phone talking in the restaurant. We were just texting and having a bit of fun. And the waitress said, you know, that there is really uh, most people decide when they go out to eat together, they put their phones away. And I was like, whoa. That wasn't really kind. That's imposing something. You don't know what's happening in our lives. I said, well, we're just having a little fun back and forth on Facebook. And, you know, we've been married 32 years. After a while, it's like, you know, everyday conversation. And, you know, we don't have a lot of, you know, dazzling stories. It's everyday life. It's the grind. It's getting through. And we're having a little joke on Facebook. She still didn't get it and brought it up. It made my meal a little less tasty. You know, we don't know what people are going through. If the post is a little late, oh gosh, I've seen this so many, many, many times on free, free, remember people, free quilt alongs. I took the day off of work and expected that you would post this post for the next block before now. The day's almost over. Come on. You could have posted it ahead. This is something I've seen at least a dozen times. You know, 
you don't know. Did their computer die and they didn't have a repairman? Maybe they didn't have the money to fix it. Did somebody go to the hospital? Did they get in a car accident? Maybe they're very sick themselves. Let's give people some grace. Some people are doing this all by themselves. It's a free quilt along. Yeah, you can be disappointed. But the personal nasty comments, it's not kind. It's not needed. So remember, because you cannot use body language, facial expressions, and inflection, reread your post several times. Try to check it. Don't be like me and put, oh, I got paid and it comes out late many times and sent to inappropriate people. Oh, yeah, it's funny the first time, but after that, it becomes annoying. <laughs> Don't impose your thoughts on other people like the woman did in the restaurant and, and think. Think. Is it true? Is it helpful? Is it inspiring? Is it even necessary? And is it kind? One of my favorite YouTubers is Mr. Uh, Briggs. I can't remember his first name. Briggs, Briggs World, I think it is. And he does some great, um, funny top 10 things, you know, lists about states and cities. And I really, I think he's hilarious and I like him. But he, his ha uh, tagline for his YouTube is how I want to end this. And it is, let's be kind to one another. Let's be kind to one another. That's true internet etiquette. So thank you for listening. I hope that I've inspired you this week to think about a few things to extend some grace to our fellow creatives, quilters, and everyone who's just walking this life. And, you know, sometimes a kind word is all they need that day. Be sure to follow me on Podbean if you want to hear more and get a notification. I'd love to hear comments. Um, I'd love to hear comments about this, but remember, think about it before you post it. Is it true, helpful, inspiring, necessary, or kind? And I do send a newsletter out once or twice a month. Um, sometimes life gets in the way and it comes out once a month. Um, and come back next week where we'll be talking about our creative souls, where my sister and I are sharing all about all the different crafts that we're doing. And quilt on. Uh,